What's up, y'all? It's Valerie coming to you with another Be Spirit-led episode. I just wanted to kind of talk about where I am in life right now, um, what I'm into, therapy, my love life or lack thereof, um, my relationship with God, and just like the whole gag. So yeah, let's get into it. Um, So yeah, first and foremost, I've moved out, y'all. Your girl is an independent woman. I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? Do you? <laughs> yes, she's independent. And it's crazy because I only know how to spell independent because of that little Webby song. Like, that is wild. Anyways, um, I officially moved out on December 6, 2019. Um, when I walked into my apartment, my brand new apartment, with my keys child opening that dough I literally like just fell to the floor and was just so in awe of God and just so grateful um I just worshiped and thanked him um it was just such a beautiful moment between us um and I just will forever cherish that moment Uh, I moved out because I felt released to move forward in this area of my life um God was opening so many doors for me to move out. And he also gave me peace and confirmation. I also wanted to move out because I felt like it was finally time to take care of myself in a way that I have never done before. And it was also a risk on my maturity and discipline and just the self-care I needed to take. Um, And I didn't want to regret not taking it. And I really needed to be... I don't know. I really needed to just take this risk on myself just for a number of reasons and also just take care of myself in this way. Um, Also, moving out has definitely made me rely on God more and more and allowing him to be more than just God to me. He's my best friend when I need someone to talk to and no one's around. He's my healer when I'm emotionally or mentally in like a crisis. He's my provider when the many is funny, child. And he is enough when everything I have and own just isn't satisfying and pleasing to me anymore. He just makes everything make sense. Just everything. So that's been a blessing for me for sure. And I'm glad he gave me the okay in this transition in my life. I knew that a lot of people would not like me moving out. Mostly my grandparents and my mom. My grandfather was not happy when he found out that I moved out. He was not supportive at all. He went on his little tangent, but honestly, I wasn't really expecting anything less. It really didn't bother me that he wasn't supportive. Um, It just honestly made me laugh and will definitely make great content for a future podcast. As a Caribbean young woman, I can list maybe three Caribbean American girls who live on their own and have their own lives aside from their immediate family. Like in Haitian culture, girls don't move out unless they're going from their husband's house. No, from their parents' house to their husband's house. Um, And when different family members were hitting me up, you know, trying to find out why I was moving out. um, That's literally like what they would bring up. Like, why don't you just stay at your mom's house until you get married? 
And honestly, that bothered me so much. I wrestled with that for so long. And it wasn't a pride thing, really. Maybe it's just a rebellious spirit from my adolescence I haven't grown out of. I don't know. But I'm just surrounded by so many amazing women um, who give me awesome advice and speak into my singleness. And the common theme I kept hearing is that they wish that they spent more time alone and figuring themselves out as single women who were only responsible for themselves. And it's crazy because even the people who were telling me that I should stay home until I got married would say the same exact thing. And I cannot tell you how many times I've heard a wife or a mom say, I wish I would have spent more time alone and more time with my friends and more time traveling and just doing so many things in my singleness. Um, I also had advice from a friend when I was like 19 or 20, and it really wrecked my life in the best way ever on how I wanted to spend my singleness, growing into a woman who can take care of herself and what that really looks like. And she told me I needed to be able to know that I can take care of myself. God forbid my future husband left me or he died or he got injured um, and he couldn't work. And when she told me that, I honestly was not confident that I would be able to know how to provide for my family or even if I could provide for myself if that happened. Um Or even if, you know, my parents randomly just kicked me out and stopped talking to me, like, would I be able to get it together, you know? So um, I just knew that it was God's will for me to know that he can take care of me and that I can take care of me, married or not. Um, So I really felt like, though, I wasn't able to do that. Um, as I was getting older and still being at home. So, you know, of course, I know how to do the dishes. I know how to do laundry and cook and clean. Um, Maybe even fix a leaky sink or whatever. But I didn't really have to because my mom would. Also, I really didn't have to figure a lot of things out by myself um, because I always had support right around the corner for me in the next room or down the street at my dad's house. But living on my own has truly challenged me to recognize I have got to figure things out. No one's coming to save me. And the life that I've cultivated thus far is my responsibility. And I just got to do what I got to do. Also, the season of my life and transitioning to being a grown woman has also humbled me greatly in understanding that I need God not only on my worst days, but even on my best days. Like the last maybe six to eight months I have been so stretched in my trust in God and moving out and moving away, you know, from my family has stretched me even more because I'm not physically there when something happens or there's a crisis going on. So I'm forced to make choices. Um, As before, I felt like I didn't have a choice. So, you know, before I felt like, you know, since I'm here, like I have to just fix it and I have to help. But now I can process things better and be like, okay, I can either give this to God in prayer or, you know, I sometimes feel terribly and I cross my own boundaries that I've set up sometimes. Um, Sometimes I've just become so numb to something that having my own 
place and space allows me to be able to process, pray, and move forward in situations. Um, And if I was at my mom's house, I wouldn't be able to do that really. And that's the mindset that has really translated into my personal life and even in my professional life. So honestly, thus far, though, the whole experience has been so beautiful. I love the solitude. I love the freedom, the peace, the responsibility. Moving out has definitely stretched me more into womanhood than ever before. There are a couple negatives, I think, but the good outweighs it all, honestly. When I first moved out, um, I didn't want to say I was scared my first couple of nights, but it was definitely very uncomfortable. The first three nights, um, I had a hard time falling asleep. So honestly, eventually I got fed up and I was just like, enemy, you are not about to take my peace and my sleep. This is my new normal. I'm safe. I'm fine. God has called me to the season. So I'm finna go to sleep. Okay. I don't know what you about to do, but you about to leave me alone. Um, and my neighborhood and my complex, it's really safe. Um, I haven't had any issues. It's, it's not ghetto out here. Like it's, it's pretty chill. Um, I haven't experienced any creepy people and things. Thank you, Jesus. And I really hope I don't. Um, I would say my biggest challenge though, is being disciplined with putting money aside to pay for rent and utilities. I never was the type to pay things late before, even if I knew it wouldn't affect my credit, but ciao. When I found out that you can be late on a couple of bills and all you gotta do is pay a little $20, $30 late fee, listen, who who not paying stuff late? Who? Who? Okay. Um, another big challenge is feeling like I have to treat myself every time I get paid. I'm not sure where that mindset of treat yourself came from (laughs) but um it's like every time I get paid like I feel like oh I have to go get something special to eat or oh I I need to go and pick up something from TJ Maxx some skincare I literally have full bottles and packages of skincare like girl cut it out um so I'm definitely navigating through that and out of that but praise God right now I'm in a space where all of my bills are Um, paid and um, you know I sometimes even have leftovers but it's not like enough for me to plan and save for the future like I'd like to but you know I just moved out I just got a full-time job so I'm trying to give myself grace and not trying to act like I have to have it all together so yeah so speaking of having all together or not having it all together um, therapy is another thing that I have been into right now um my therapist is literally one of my best friends y'all like that is how helpful she is and how blessed I am to have her in my life like she is the big sister I have never had um I know that may be weird to talk about your therapist like that but I just cannot help it she's absolutely amazing um she's so knowledgeable she's so understanding um she keeps me in check for sure Um, and she's able to connect with me on my American, my black American experience and also my cultural experience and navigating through a lot of things. So that's helpful when people can understand like why and how I process things and go through things because of cultural, um, kind of influences and things like that. Um, also like I've never had 
this kind of accountability and emotional support in my life ever. Like there are a lot of people in my life that love me and want the best for me and care, but she's just different. Like she's different. Um, this form of just like self-love is something I did not know that I need needed in therapy. Um, someone to just support me and help me navigate through life. Um, I was going literally every week for about three months straight, no, four months straight. Um, but I've been going every other week now because it was starting to get expensive and I felt like I didn't need as intensive of counseling as when I first started. Um, but I will say though, after two weeks has gone by, my hour sessions just do not seem long enough anymore. So I might just have to go back to weekly and just making it a priority adding it into the budget, um, just like putting gas in my car, paying my phone bill. Like I'm investing in myself and my future and my mental and emotional health. Um, there's really no price on that. So yeah, highly recommend going to therapy, even if you're in a good place. Going to therapy does not mean that there's something wrong with you or you have a million issues. It could just mean you need reassurance or encouragement or support. So yeah, definitely recommend y'all going to therapy. Like, stop being out here broken and sharing your brokenness with others. Like, we don't need it. We're good. <laughs> um. So yeah, next on the list is my love life. So she's single and kind of ready to mingle, but she's not a desperado. Okay. Um, I've been single and celibate for about three years. I'm not the purest, um, human, but you know, she has desires and she's a human and hashtag she needs refining of the fire of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Pray for her. Um, I went on a date two years ago. It was really great. Um, but the guy ended up having like a black girl fetish or something. Yeah, he was, um, you know. Yeah. Um, other than that, a couple coworkers and like a friend have tried to like hook me up with people, but I really wasn't into the guys that they were trying to introduce me to. I just wasn't impressed. Um, yeah, they were good on paper and they weren't ugly guys either. They had really good qualities. Um, but I just wasn't excited about any of them. Like there was just no like pizzazz, you know? Um, and one of them, their conversation was, like, so trash. So I definitely knew that was not going to work out. Like, he would text me, and I would just roll my eyes. Like, I I, I can't do this anymore. Um, I've had a couple crushes, maybe, like, three. One of them, totally oblivious. Um, the other ones, like, I made myself present, not thirsty. Present, not thirsty. But honestly, they just were not pursuing me. And honestly, no one's been really pursuing me, which on and off bothers me from time to time, to be completely honest. But I always have to reflect um, and think, okay, why do I care that somebody's not in my face or on my phone or telling me things about myself that I already know to be true and that God already affirms to be true? Um, oh yeah, there was this one guy last year I was talking to and, um, we were taking things slow. 
I had boundaries. We were building a friendship. We had a lot in common. We had great conversation. He would actually try to get to know me, which was a big thing for me because I hate when guys, they like always talk about themselves and they like try to sell themselves. And it's just like, listen, baby boy, like your fruits are going to speak louder than any words that you can tell me, period. Um, so yeah, um, we had a lot in common, both kids of immigrant parents, Haitian parents to be exact. Um, I also never dated a Haitian guy, so I was kind of interested to see how that would be. Um, he was from New York and he actually still lives there. Um, and I was born in New York. I go there every year. Love New York, 718, but still a 757 girl. Don't get it twisted. Um, he loved food as much as I did. We had the same taste in like music. He spoke Creole. He travels like this man was traveling, traveling. Okay, y'all. Um, he was ambitious and motivated. He was really handsome. Uh, He was on the shorter side, like my height, but that's not a big deal to me. And a lot of y'all really be out here wanting these six, seven, six, eight, seven foot dudes. But a lot of them dudes have crazy health problems, but y'all don't want to hear that. (laughs) Um, Anyways, he was consistent. Um, He went to church, all that. So, yeah, um, you might be asking why it didn't work out. Why are we not married? (laughs) Um, Well, I don't know. I just I've been through so much in relationships, y'all, and especially my last one. And after that experience, I have no tolerance for BS. Like, we're not doing that. I am not about to waste these precious moments of my life being heartbroken and in a relationship out of disobedience. Like, no. And I'm especially not going to put up with crap with someone I feel like is just not worth it. Um, Now, yeah, I said all those amazing things about him. But I ended up having to cut homeboy off because he like really pissed me off this one time. And he was talking to me like he was crazy. And I just was very confused. And I don't like to be confused because God is not the author of confusion. Um, So there was that Aisha Curry situation happened that happened last year, right? And basically she was just expressing um on red table talk with jada pinkett smith and her family how her husband gets a lot of attention from other females and stuff and she doesn't get attention from like other men and she feels like you know since she's had kids and stuff like kind of her self-esteem is kind of different and so sometimes just hearing that reassurance from other men to see if like she still got it from time to time would be nice So that situation caused a lot of division between men and women because men viewed it as disrespectful. And it's like, why do you want attention from other men? Um, You're basically saying that your husband isn't good enough. And also saying that if men had said something like that, like it would have been an issue, which I agree. Um, And then women were saying like, you know, we understand what she's saying, what we've what she's going through. Like when you have a baby and have kids and get married, it's like it's not about you anymore. And um, people don't really care for you anymore you're like put to the side burner basically so honestly I felt both sides I just felt like we weren't really hearing the undertone of what she was saying and I felt like men were missing that because I mean they don't understand what it's like to be a woman um so yeah I felt like what she said wasn't necessarily bad I just probably wouldn't have said that on 
such a public platform. Um, and also you could kind of tell that her security was kind of rooted in being affirmed by anyone, um, I guess that could tell her that she was beautiful and that she was still desirable basically. But I mean, the lady got three kids and her husband is fine and they're both young and popping. So I'm pretty sure he makes her feel some sort of kind of way in the best way, clearly. (laughs) But what happened with um, me and homeboy was that um, he ended up posting like this post on Facebook about the situation. And basically I commented on it and we went like back and forth. But he started saying some like low-key reckless crazy stuff And I really wasn't sure who he was talking to. Um, And I just decided, you know, my future husband is never going to talk to me like that. Um, So he's cut off and he's no longer going to be a potential future husband to me. Um, I will say, though, like, I don't know. I might end up possibly one day on accident talking crazy to my husband. Um, But I don't mean it, you know. I just have a little attitude sometimes, um, but I'm working through things like that, okay? I'm I'm working through them. But these dudes out here, y'all better not ever try it, okay? Um, but I will say after reflecting for some time, I felt like maybe I went a little overboard cutting him off and blocking him on my phone and every social media platform that he followed me on. Um deleting our text thread just the whole nine yards he was dead to me um and I moved on with my life very quickly which was kind of scary and maybe something I need to bring up in therapy um like being over something in a relationship so quick because somebody pissed me off um I can't just like cut people off because they make me mad that's not cool guys I'm not sure if that's toxic or immature probably both But I just felt, like, offended, like, I don't know. But comma, however, however, comma, the situation was not that deep. And we don't know her personally. Um, So it was probably not the most mature thing I've ever done. But honestly, y'all, I have not lost no sleep over that situation. So he clearly did not mean that much to me anyways, And maybe I also have unrealistic expectations on communication and dialogue between couples. Because, I mean, people argue all the time, right? And they make it and they get through it. They move on. Um, Like I said, I kind of have a bad attitude. Not really. Honestly, no. I'm very, like, clear-headed, clear-minded. It takes a lot for me to get angry. Um, But my mouth can get a little slick. I'm not even going to hold y'all. Um, I definitely probably could have handled that situation a little better, but you know, you live and you learn. I will say though, I was kind of starting to get a little over the situation between us anyways, because it was getting to a point where it's like, okay, we're friends, we're building a friendship, but you ain't come to see me. And like, we clearly like each other. And, you know, he initially said he wanted to pursue me and now it just feels like we're stuck and we're doing a thing that I don't know what it is and I don't like it (laughs) um and I just felt like I shouldn't have had to have asked what we were doing and I didn't want to manipulate the situation in any kind of way because I'm so used to doing that and I'm so tired of that like 
things will be plain and clear with my future husband. He gonna let me know what to do. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna feel it. And it is what it is. Um, so yeah. And I was just also feeling like he was kind of wasting my time and playing games and, we did have conversations about like spirituality and his relationship with God and stuff like that. And, you know, I asked my man, like, you know, what's your convictions? Like, you know, what, what, what gives you godly sorrow? And he just said he didn't have any convictions. Like he doesn't feel bad about things. And that kind of scared me. Um, and especially on like sex and sex before marriage, um, I knew that would have been a problem for sure because I truly believe in boundaries and I don't want to have sex before marriage anymore. And that is something that I'm, you know, trying not to be a part of or even put myself into a situation with someone who may not have the same convictions on what God's word says about marriage before sex. Um, and I just cannot go around the same mountain over and over again, y'all. Like I'm tad, I, I I'm tad. And I had gone through a season of God stripping away and just covering my soul ties with his blood. And that was such a heavy process I had to go through. And I was not trying to have to go through that all over again. So, yeah, other than that, that's like the closest thing to a possible relationship that I almost had. Um, my type has definitely changed. I feel like I would attract the same kind of guy, like unmotivated, unambitious sometimes. And I was like forcing them to like be this person. And I hated it. Um, guys that kind of had a little bit of a bad boy spirit, but mostly they were pretty good guys. Um, looks and stuff. I mean, I have a type that my flesh desires, but I'm really not a shallow person, honestly. Um, so yeah, I'm just really honestly interested in a man who has substance and value. He doesn't have to have it all together. And that's fine because who has it all together? And I definitely don't. So I'm not going to require something of someone that I don't even have. Um, also, these dudes just be really acting like they don't know how to commit to one female. It's like this foreign concept of commitment that a lot of men are just not understanding and that's just not the vibe like at all but I have been working through my distrust in men I'm being totally transparent um I've tried so hard to not get this to this point in my life where like I don't trust men um and I'm really working on it um but my last relationship just really broke my spirit and broke my heart in so many ways. Um, but I'm working through it, which is a positive thing because some people are just stuck in their, you know, ways and not trusting people and um, making other people be punished for um, things like that. And nobody deserves that, you know, so I'm I'm working on it. Um, and, you know, the man of my dreams, um, he isn't going to make me even bat an eye at the fact that he may be out here tricking or out here acting like he belonged to the streets. Like, he's not. <laughs> so, yeah, other than that, I'm open to dating and meeting someone. But like I said, she's not desperate. She's whole. She's popping. And she can wait. <laughs> so, yeah, until my future bae comes along, I am just really enjoying my 20s, y'all. Like, 
I'm not sure how y'all 20-somethings are ready to be in your 30s. I'm, I don't understand. This is like the best time of my life. Like, I'm not sure how it can get any better, really. Actually, I am. I lied. Um, but I'm honestly having a blast. Um, I eat good food. I cook well. I host events and gatherings all the time. I love, love, love bringing people together. I love hosting events. Um, super into podcast, reading, blogging, having fun, traveling, <sighs> traveling. Yes. Hello. I solo travel. I also travel with friends and stuff, but I mostly solo travel. Um, I don't wait for nobody. I'm out of here. Okay. When I don't travel for a while, y'all, it's like I get this, like this itch that I have to scratch. And even if I just go down the street, I don't care. Um, listen, y'all, I don't care if I can't live on, on my own anymore or if I can't afford my car. Like, just know I'm hopping on a plane and I'm going somewhere. Okay. I'm out. Um, like traveling is just such a big part of my life since I was a kid. Like I have a crazy travel bug. Um, I don't travel as much as I'd like to though. Um, but I'm I'm going to get more diligent in creating like a fund and things like that. But I travel out of the country once or twice a year. Um, and I try to get out of the state at least every month or every other month. And I definitely try to get out of my city like every weekend. Like I really, really try to do that. But I'd really love to go out the country at least three to four times a year. Get out of the state every weekend, not just the city, but at least out of the state every weekend. Um, I would love to visit all 50 states. That'd be so dope. Um, I'd love to visit at least 20 countries, but, you know, God willing, it'll happen. Um, Oh, I really, really, really want to go on a mission trip, y'all. That's one thing I've prayed about for a while. Um, I always travel for myself, um, but I'd love to do some selfless work abroad. Um, just to be clear though, a lot of people like they have this thing about going abroad and being like superheroes and like saviors. Um, when y'all don't even be trying to serve like brown faces you see in America, no shade, but shade, um, Y'all will go to a whole other country to show compassion to others and serve people, but won't give a person experiencing homelessness the $5 in your wallet. You don't go to low-income schools to tutor and spend your free time with school-aged kids, and you don't even serve in ministry at your church, but be on the first flight to India. Where they do that at? But you know what? I forgot. I recently joined a new ministry at my church, Mind Your Business Ministry. So we just gonna move on. Um, but speaking about church and ministry, um, I'm just super passionate about all things Jesus. He is the love of my life, savior of my soul. Like, I love God. You love God? What's wrong with you? Like, I just, I love you, Jesus hey thank you god um so yeah but to be completely honest like my relationship with christ as of lately um it's been a little rocky you know it's not me it's like no it's it's me um it's never him um he's just so consistent he's present he's always calling out to me y'all 
but I'm just so distracted and constantly being just tempted with just so many things. Um, and I'm also trying to like balance um, serving in church and also like getting poured into as well from my pastor um, and also just cultivating quiet time and devotional time outside of the building of church. Um, that's, that's been a struggle. Um, I've really been struggling with my flesh and feeling like, you know, I don't feel like doing this or that and this or that meaning like reading my Bible, listening to worship music, um, guarding my heart and my ear gates, um, and my eyes from things that are just not edifying to my soul. I feel like I'm taking in everything and not just secular things, but also godly things. But I'm like mixing everything in this big pot of lukewarm soup and it's nasty and I'm overeating it. Um, so I'm going to get it together, y'all. Just just keep me in prayer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, this is like where I'm at in life um, and how I'm currently navigating through adulthood, womanhood, singleness, being a child of God. And just living the best life that I can um, with what I have, what I've been taught, what I've gone through. Um, honestly, I just love the life that I live. Um, it's it's beautiful. And I thank God for it. I really do. I do not take anything for granted. Um, so, yeah, I'm just I'm just really grateful. Um, so I just appreciate y'all tuning in. I love y'all so much. Don't forget to follow your girl on Instagram at be spirit led the number seven. And remember to do what pleases God and blesses others. Love you guys so much. Until next time.